Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're focusing on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll hear from Jamarcus Hardrick, offensive lineman, as well as the voice of the Bombers, Bob Irving, as we're just about a week away from the start of training camp. So stay tuned to the podcast. I want to hear from Jamarcus Hardrick, veteran offensive tackle for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He is 31 years old. He has played four seasons with the blue and gold, winning a great cup in 2019. And he spoke to the media today, and he started by answering the question of uh, how in shape he is. Hey, I'm excited to be here again. Uh, I was able to work out again. I actually was training kids, so it wasn't wasn't hard to stay in shape. I'm just excited to be back, man. Miss Winnipeg, kids miss Winnipeg. Just miss being a bummer. Know the 19 season is over, man. We're ready to earn it again in 2021. Yeah, uh, he reiterated a couple times during his Zoom availability how excited he is. I, I want to play right tackle for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers until I'm laid down. So I'm excited. I'm excited to come back and play right tackle for the Blue Bombers. I'm excited to get better. I'm excited to earn it. Man, I'm just excited, man. I don't know how to put it. Blessed. I don't know having the game taken away from me. Uh, and coming off a great cup, even though 2019 behind, it was just it was just itching to get back out there. So it's even more now. And he detailed the high hopes he has for the offensive line as a unit. They're bringing back everybody except Cody Speller. Expectation of I expect us to come in and earn it every day. I expect us to have fun. I expect us to play hard nose football. Yeah, with group chat. Uh, have a couple group chats. I Facetime Patty Newfelt, uh, Stanley Bryan. Facetime them two or three times a week. Keep in touch with the guys, couple guys on the team. We talk all the time, Willie, Darvin. Man, it's just been great over the last couple months. feel like we just wasn't around each other. But far as FaceTime and messages, groups, keeping up with each other on social media, watching what each other's families are doing, feel like we never never got disconnected. It was asked about the process of actually coming to Winnipeg. I've just been doing what's on the protocols. Got in a couple weeks ago, uh, isolated 14 days. Uh, just started moving around back at the stadium, feel at home. So just happy to be here. IG looks the same, just ready to get the fans back in. So we came in before they, and by they I mean the federal government, approved the modified seven-day quarantine that the NHL had where you can only need seven days with a bunch of testing as opposed to a 14-day quarantine. That's what players are doing now with training camp opening on the 10th. Saw a video of Willie Jefferson with all his stuff in the airport. He's on his way to Winnipeg. He's probably here now. And... Hardrick was asked about the uniqueness of this coming season. Well, just from being in Winnipeg the last couple of years, uh, I'm just expecting great things. Just we're going to come to work. We're going to win every day, and we'll let the results take care of itself. Just coming to work, uh, being happy to be at work, working with the guys, just being able to do what we love, being able to do what I dreamed of as a kid, just missing it for a year and a half, just being happy to be back, whatever, whatever we got to do. I don't matter what it is. If I got to check A, B, C, and D to play, that's what I'm going to check. And what about the day-to-day because of COVID? How different is it? Basically, we just have to show up and do what they say. Uh, I don't have a lot of that info right now, but right now we have to wear masks. We have to get tested, and we have to – a couple things we have to do, and no matter what they say, we're going to do it to play. And guys all on board, we have a veteran team, and that's not one of the things going to hold us back. If that's, that's not a thing I'm worried about at all. No protocols or any checklists or anything like that. Like, they can have my fingers if they want them. I'm just ready to play ball. They can have my fingers if they want him. That's great. He really wants to play, and he was talked about how he's been working out with his teammates virtually over the past year. 
we got some older guys in the group, so we all get in there and we find a great time that we want to do and a great rest time, and we all hold each other accountable and we take turns timing each other. We just watch each other. We share workouts. We make sure guys are getting the workouts in, and a lot of guys had different schedules, so whenever that could happen, we just took advantage of maybe once or twice a week, but it was enough for us. We know we were working out the other days, but it was just great to be in touch with the guys, great to FaceTime, great to see guys running, great to see guys watch you run and hold the time for you. It just felt like a family. And the importance of all the veterans they have on this team, especially the O-line? It's important because we know each other. We know how we each other tick. We know the scheme, and we love each other, so that that part would be easy. Uh, the hard part would be just the 14, 15, 16, however months, months we got off knocking that rust off and get back to where we were. And guys are excited. We, we've been sending film to each other, uh, sharing each other workouts. I know me, Patty, and Stan, we'll go on FaceTime and watch each other run and time each other. So we've all been holding each other accountable. And it's just important for us to have some leaders in there who did this before. And with a short season and no preseason game, it'd be easy. I wouldn't say easy. It'd be um, a lot easier for us to come in and play. What about transitioning to Buck Pierce's offense from Paul Apolise? Uh Both are great coaches. Uh, I'm expecting Buck to show up and just compete every day, expecting him to show up and earn it. I'm expecting not a lot of th- things different besides his, the way he coaches or the plays he put in. But as far as the process of us showing up, trying to win every day, everyone was all in from the top down. I felt like the city of Winnipeg was all in, just coming in and win every day. So I'm not, not worried about playing under a new coach, and it's Buck. Buck's my uncle. I've been here what, six years now, I'm excited to play up on the Bucks. So whatever he throws out, I'm excited to execute that. And, yeah, I'm excited to learn on the Buck. Uncle Buck, love it. And one last question today. He was asked, uh, after the news of Carl Nassib coming out in the NFL, he was asked how he thinks the Bombers locker room would react to a teammate being gay. Would it be a positive reaction? Yes. Well, it doesn't matter who you are. You're a person when you come in here. We're going to love you. You put that Blue Bomber helmet on, you put the W on, you're one of us. Um, I don't care what who you like or what do you any of that. There you go, Jamarcus Hardrick of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We are pleased to be joined on the CJOB Sports Show now by a legend of broadcasting, who will be dusting off his microphone very soon with Winnipeg Blue Bomber training camp starting in just over a week. Bob Irving, Bob, how excited are you for training camp? <laughs> You asked me that the last time I was on. I, I think it's changed. Nice, yeah, not much has changed. And, of course, this year it's going to be different and I think more challenging for those of us in the media because of the Zoom interviews we're going to have to do and all the social distancing and COVID protocols. But having said that, after missing a season of football, I am looking forward to seeing the blue and gold out on the turf again, going through their drills and getting ready for the 2021 season. So, yes, it will be even though training camp is not my favorite time of the year, it will be kind of nice to get out there and see some football again. Right, absolutely. So when you see Willie Jefferson posting that he's at the airport, he's making his way here, it's a yeah. it's a reminder that it's it's happening real soon. We've been waiting so long, but the wait is almost over. Well, this is a big day, uh, Christian, because the American players are all coming in today. They were all scheduled to come in today and begin their seven-day quarantine so we're talking 25 30 35 i guess uh, american players who came into winnipeg today to get set for training camp which starts on july the 10th willie jefferson was one of them i think there's one or two that came in a little bit earlier uh, but the quarantine begins in the hotel for these guys and uh, 
you know, the I guess the odyssey begins in that they're going to have to live under restrictions that uh, certainly some of them from the U.S. and parts of the U.S. are not used to with masks and social distancing and not being allowed to go to bars and restaurants and all the rest of it. And these players are going to have to be pretty committed to making this club because I think for some of them, Christian, after three or four days of this, they might just kind of roll their eyes and say, holy Dinah, I don't know if I need this or not. But if they're intent on cracking the bomber lineup and playing pro football and getting a chance to show what they can do in a game, they're going to have to suck it up and go through all the rules and regulations and enjoy the time when they're in the facility and and on the field and practicing and then make good use of, of the rest of the time. So now these restrictions, as we both know, could be relieved, I guess, as time goes on and, uh, you know, things open up a little bit more. But uh, anyway, the, the players are arriving and uh, they're eight days away from hitting the field. I'm curious on the point of whether people say, you know what, no thanks, because we, we've heard from some players retiring. Uh, Brendan mm-hmm. Labatt didn't retire, but he said, quote, the ask has never been bigger to play and the reward has never been less, close quote. Do you yeah. think we might see some more retirements as we get closer to the season? Well, you know, we've seen a handful. There's been, what, three, four, five, six guys that have quit. But, no, I think most of the players, Christian, want to play football. This is what they do. It's their livelihood for a lot of them. And, you know, we can talk all we want about the fact that they don't make huge money, but they do make significant money for most of them. And, again, this is what they do. Brandon Labatt's a... He's a different kind of a guy, and I say that in a very positive way. Uh, he just feels that all the restrictions, and I think, uh, you know, the, the risks involved with being out and about or whatever you would call it uh, are just not there, and he's he's not prepared to, to go through some of the things they're going to have to go through with the COVID protocols, and good for him. If he feels that way, it hurts the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because he's a vitally important player to their team, but each guy has to do what he has to do, so... I don't think we'll see a lot more, though. Uh, I think during training camp, you'll see a few retirements from players who maybe realize, some older players who realize, whoa, I just don't have it anymore. You know, I missed a year, and and it's just not there, and the love or whatever it is, just not there anymore. So we'll see some of that. Uh, but no, there won't be there won't be mass retirements, I don't think. Most of uh, the vast majority of these players and the big-name players in the league uh, want to get back on the field. What are the biggest question marks for you when it comes to the Blue Bombers heading into the season? Well, the biggest one is on defense. When I look at the depth chart that they played in the Grey Cup game, uh, on the corner was Winston Rose, Marcus Sales behind, uh, beside him at defensive halfback, and that was the strength of the Bombers secondary with Brandon Alexander at safety. So Sales and Rose are gone, right? So, so there's two spots that the Bombers have to fill, and they've got to find some really good players because if you don't have a good back end, you're really susceptible to getting hurt with big plays and whatnot. I think Mike Jones, the young corner who played so well in the Grey Cup and in the playoffs, uh, is going to really step up and have a big year. But those other two spots, we'll see how it shakes down. But that's, to me, the biggest concern. I guess the other one, Christian, would be at backup quarterback. And, you know, we're talking about Sean McGuire. He is the backup. Uh, last year it was Chris Trevler who could go in and do the Chris Trevler things. But uh, Sean McGuire is a little more limited. He doesn't have the running ability that Strebler had. He's got a terrific arm, and they like him a lot. They're very high in his potential, but he hasn't played. So if Zach Kolaris happened to have any sort of an issue, it would be in the hands of Sean McGuire. And I'm not saying that to disparage McGuire. We just don't know, right? We don't know what he can do. Again, they, they feel he's got the chance to be a really good player. 
They just don't want to find out. So that's the one area I think that uh, would be of concern. But as long as Calera stays healthy, they're in great shape. And, you know, you could say the same thing about Calgary. If Bowley by Mitchell goes down, you know, all bets are off there, right? Well, we've seen, and we've seen over the last few years, haven't we, the value of having two competent, solid quarterbacks, right? Some teams yeah, have. that's right. I mean, yeah. what, 2019, every team had their starting quarterback miss games, right? So, I mean, well, that may have been bit of an outlier but still who knows what this year will bring yeah and the question is people say well you, you should get an experienced backup quarterback okay and you and i've had this conversation before lay me the players who are out there experienced players right. who are out there that you'd feel comfortable bringing in and think could win you some football games uh, at the same time as setting back the development of sean mcguire and the only way he's going to develop is to play so that becomes the question it's so easy to say and get an experienced backup quarterback and the Bombers did last year in Zach Galaris. That's a different story, though. <laughs> but there's not many of them out there waiting to be acquired or signed. So I have no problem with them doing what they're doing. And, uh, you know, again, I, I think everybody involved with the club and the fans just don't want to find out how good Sean McGuire is. And now we also are moving into the post-Justin Medlock era when it comes right. to the, the special teams on the Bombers, and they're putting their faith in uh, Mark Leggio, a rookie kicker out of Western. Yeah, and that's an area, too, that uh, I should have touched on. I don't know how much concern the coaches have. Medlock was money. That was his nickname, and you knew what you were going to get from Medlock. The punting would be solid. It wouldn't be great. It would be solid. The place kicking would be outstanding. Uh, Leggio has a tremendous resume. You're familiar with it. All the He's got a great leg. Uh, his field goal percentage is high. His punting average was up there in the 47-yard range. Um, I had him on our winter special. I think I mentioned that to you, and he sounds like a very committed and bright and articulate young man who understands what's going on and uh, is prepared to face and meet the challenge that's ahead of him. So, you know, we, again, we don't know. Uh, Liram Hiralahu was the last rookie kicker the Bombers brought in, and he had a great year, uh, a great season. So, We'll see what Mr. Leggio can do. He's certainly got the leg and the credentials. Can he do it uh, when the bright lights are on? Well, that's what you find out about rookies, isn't it? Well, his name is Leggio. I mean, if he's good, he's going to be a cult hero in this city. Yeah, he really is. And like I say, he's a charismatic young guy. And so I think, you know, he's got a chance to really be a player that the fans fall in love with, especially if he kicks a 47-yarder on the final play of the season opener to beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats. There, now you're you're in the money, just like Money Medlock was. Now, what do you think of the team bringing in Cam Meredith yesterday? They announced the signing. He's got a number of NFL games under his belt, 31 in total with the Bears yeah. and the Saints. A, a guy that's put up some numbers before in the NFL. It's been a few years, but still a, a guy they're bringing in to, to compete at training camp at the very least. Yeah, he's another classic example of a player whose career in the NFL got derailed by an ACL knee injury. Uh, he caught 66 balls for over 800 yards with the Bears one season and then uh, blew out his ACL the next year, and he's never been the same player since. Now, he's had another year to recover from that injury, and we all know that the ACL can take a good year or sometimes two for a player to return to his normal form. Uh, this is the receiver, I think, Christian, that the Bombers, when they signed Bryant Mitchell, they thought they – you know, it found the guy to really torque up their offense at the receiver position, and then he retired. And now uh, it's Meredith, who they think just might be that guy. So I'm intrigued to see him. I think we all are. His credentials, again, speak for themselves. And if he is back to what he was, 
before the ACL injury. He will be a most uh, intriguing guy to watch during camp. I'll get you out of here on this, Bob. When the, the, the plays start to happen in August on the 5th, when the crowd roars, when the Bombers take the field, I think I'm going to have a tear in my eye. How about you? Yeah, I think there's going to be some emotion. I'm not sure what the Bombers have planned in terms of pregame festivities. We know they're not going to unveil the Grey Cup banner for that game, but I think there'll be something going on that will maybe make the hair on the back of your neck stand up on end. It certainly will for me. It will mark uh, the return of football, the chance for the Bombers to defend their Grey Cup title that they won in 2019. So I think it'll be a special night. The question remains how many people will be there to witness it, and we won't know that for a week or two. Let's hope uh, there's many thousands in there, and it's however many are there. It's going to be really an exciting night and a night that I'm greatly looking forward to. If I can survive the three weeks of training camp, Christian, uh, you know, <laughs> then I'll, I'll be there on the fifth with Nelson. No, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. By the way, I just want to leave you with this thought. The Winnipeg Jets could only wish that Carey Price – had played as ordinarily against them as he is against Tampa Bay. And I'll leave that. That's my hockey comment for the night. Not dependent on Price, but he has not been the same goalie. I mean, Tampa's also a bit better than Winnipeg, you have to admit. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, but Price was impregnable against the the Jets. He's just, uh, he's let in too many questionable goals, in my opinion. Fair enough. We'll leave it at that, Bob. Appreciate your time as always, and we'll we'll talk to you as we get into the... No one has to agree with my opinions, by the way. No. That's fine. That's fine. Like your uh, your guess who is the top five bands in Canadian history are the guess who, the guess who, the guess who, the guess who, and the guess who. I mean, yeah, I guess we're different I'm eras, aging. so they wouldn't be on my list, but that's fine. I'm aging myself there, though. If you go back as far as I do, and the impact they made on North America in about a four- or five-year period was incredible. No other Canadian band has ever done that. Bob Irving, the guess who's biggest fan, joining us on the CGB Sports Show tonight. Bob, thanks for your time as always. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Christian. See you. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this. Try to warn you over the